How many mics do we? Government, the other day. Uh, ride it away, ride it away. Funky on the mic like an old batch of cops. My mind can't remember how many asteroids are still at heart, and no one's from the old school. Cause rapper's still a brand new tool, I say. This is same old new school with Idris Goodwin and Kevin Koval. First of all, we are on uh, at Vocalo, Vocalo Radio, on Instagrizzle. You can also catch this broadcast after the fact on Spotify. Shout out the super engineer, Justin Mayer. Yes, sir. Salutes to Justin every day, man. Um, this is gonna be a different. This is gonna be a different uh, show for us tonight, man. With everything yeah. happening, uh, we really are hoping to talk with the people and talk with one another, and you know, in some ways, like use the history of of you know the culture to also hopefully give us some perspective on, on what's happening right now. Um, and I know that you know we're thinking a lot about um, you know all the all the families that are that are uh, suffering that are going through it, all the people in the streets right now who you know are putting their bodies on the line and um, who you know have just said enough is enough. And I you know Idris tonight, man. I mean you're you're in Louisville, I'm in Chicago. Just you know to to yeah. start off, just how are you, man? Well, you know it's really hard to be uh, in this position. You know, obviously, um, my city, you know, shortly after uh, the Arbery video was released, a woman named Brianna Taylor was shot. She was an EMT. The narcotics officers had the wrong address. And basically, there's because of this no-knock rule, kicked in the door. And her boyfriend thought, you know, it was a home intruder. So he started bussing. Cops started bussing. Brianna got shot and died and was murdered. Um, that's when the protest started. Now, you know, it was that, it was, you know, and right, and then, and that was before George Floyd. You know what I'm saying? It was Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and then George Floyd. And then that's when the protest started. Now, just today, earlier, uh, a brother named uh, David Mikati, I might be messing that up, but he was, he owned a Yaya's Barbecue, which is like a West Louisville institution, was gunned down today by police and the police chief, uh, who was already saying he was going to retire after the Breonna Taylor thing, got fired today because the officers did not have their body cameras on. So, you know, a lot of my people, a lot of the, the, the friends and colleagues that I've made here in Louisville, a lot of people in, you know, the nonprofit space, but also in metro government um, are out there. You know, a lot of my artist homies, a lot of my activist homies, they're out there. But, you know, um, I can't be out there. You know, because I have um, at-risk populations in my home. I have young children. And so, you know, my heart goes out to them, you know, and I'm getting dispatches constantly. And then honestly, too, to keep it to keep it all the way funky, you know, um, you know, there is also a, a, a frustration as a, as a black person um, because, you know, I just keep thinking about 1991 and Ronnie King. I was 14 when that video hit television. Twenty-five-year-old black man last Saturday night, then beat him, kicked him, and clubbed him, unaware that an amateur photographer. And I'm now much older than 14, and um, I've just—it's just so many times we've been here, you know. And I and I can't help but think the only reason the response you know, has been this adamant, this vocal, this um, palpable, it's because folk, because of the pandemic. It's because folk are weakened and vulnerable by the pandemic, which is 
frustrating because it's like, oh, y'all are because y'all have lost some stuff. Now you're in a position where you can be, you know, and that's the cynical part of me. That's like the, yeah, you know, well, uh, I, but but that's real, you know, it's that too. Yeah, I, and and I I, th- I think part of what is happening too is that we see how the pandemic is it it brings out the worst of American inequities again. It trot it trots it out on the TV again. I mean, it is affecting the most vulnerable communities. Those communities primarily being you know black and brown and and working people, and mm-hmm. that you know now as people are sitting in their homes, the three murders you you mentioned are also on our TV in a way that we are captive, you know, we, we are we are in our homes watching in a more concentrated way. And I think, you know, the 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 frustration of it all going back to the you know to you know the last four hundred years is just continuing to rear its head. Um, yeah that was that and, and you just reminded me, sorry to cut you off, but uh uh you were reminding me of you know, that was one of the tactics of, you know, King and his cohort was, you know, the nonviolence thing, you know, making sure cameras were there because it would be on the primetime news. And that's when a lot of white folk had their eyes open was when they saw these, you know, non-resisting black people, you know, getting the crap kicked out of them. And, uh, and it was really for a lot of people the first time you know, they'd ever even, it was, it was like, oh my God. Um, and so I think it's a similar thing where people's attention, I mean, the, the, you know, the usage of social media has gone up 63% since March 13th. So some of it is that too, you know, and, and, and again, there's two sides to everything, right? Like better late than never. Um, but my thing is, I think what always gets me is like, you know, so many people, having to die constantly in order for folk to have a shred of compassion. And even then, you know, you get still, you get called thugs, you get called this, you get called that. Um, Even then, you know, and that is just a very existential, frustrating space to exist in, you know, particularly as a black person, you know, and I'm not that, George Floyd was not that much older than me, man. Like I'm starting to, you know the age. You know what I mean. The age I'm at is is just starting to line up with a lot of these brothers, and and not and, and the age span is vast too. So, you know, um, and so to be here with my boys, you know, who are who are kids, but you know, even yeah. that is not. What does that mean? You know what I mean? Well, I think for both of us, you know, I mean, you mentioned '91, and you know, we were. I, I'm a few years older than you. I was. A, I was. A, you know, a teenager though too. I mean, hip hop in part is what you know. Not only on this show, this is what we talk about, but hip hop certainly yeah. is 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 part of what raised us, and certainly um, part of what politicized us. Uh, in part because in '91 there were the those records that was not only commenting on. Uh, you know the injustice surrounding the the beating of Rodney King. Rides ain't nothing but dodge for the system. Fighting with the beast, no justice, no peace. But also prophesying it and talking about it prior to the incident happening. And you know, last episode we were talking about the 30-year anniversary of, of Cube's America's Most Wanted, um, and I think that 
what is so frustrating is that then during the majority of our conscious lifetime, you see these things on repeat. You know, you see and, these and, things. Yo, and even hip hop, and even hip hop, what hip hop was doing was just telling the story of what happened to these people's parents and grandparents. So even right. with hip hop, it was like hip hop was then the Instagram of the day. It was like, yeah. you know, if the police came out and it, it, it went off like wildfire because that was the situation of so many black folks in so many cities across America. You know, they were really expressing something that everybody felt that had been happening to generations before them. So, you know, Ice Cube recently spent, since we're talking about Cube, I mean, like I spent last weekend or the weekend before last, I watched this really great Instagram video of him just go, he was listening to the album and talking about it. And it was really dope, you know, cause I was like, oh man, Kevin, I just did this. And then, you know, right after that, he was like, he was supposed to go on Good Morning America. And after, you know, things started popping off, he was like, I'm not in the mood to tell America good morning, you know? And, um, and I felt that I was like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You know? And, and so to think about Cube as the guy for us who, who, you know, sort of helped politicize our minds and open us up, he's feeling exactly the same thing we're feeling, you know? No, yeah. It's the same no, feeling it, of just like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. Well, and I mean, look, and, you know, a record that we'll, we, we won't talk about today, but uh, we were meant to talk about today, the, you know, the Polo G record um, yeah, that, yeah. That, that came out, The Goat. You know, I know you, you've been, and I, both of us have been listening heavily this week, but that Wishing for a Hero, that last track. My color, then you don't know the struggle of living black. Cops kill us and we protest. What types of this should Batman if the police shoot at one it of is speaking, to, you know, and this is, this, you know, is written prior to this moment, but is right. speaking to things that Cube was reflecting on 30 years ago. And yeah. you know it's it's the maintenance of that having to report on continued uh, continued terrorism into black communities, the continued insurgence of police and military state, and the murder of uh, you know unarmed you know black and brown people. That this continues to be it get it gets to the point where people you know understandably I think like need. It to change today, and I think that's part of the spirit, the energy of of what we're seeing right now. And and you bring up Apology, who's from Chicago. Yeah. Um, what's the vibe in Chicago right now? I know it's very real out in those streets. Yeah, it's 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 heavy, man. And and I think people are going through it. And I think you know, again, like you see, you see the disparities. Just you know, in Chicago, the disparities are so glaring and are so vast and uh you know giant the gaps between people like you know i mean it's you know now that there are you know now that there are um you know certain stores in a community let's say on the south side then that means that there you know groceries are very limited then you know, whereas you have, because, you know, there are food deserts. Deliberately, people cannot eat. Pe deliberately, people don't have access to, you know, clean foods. Um, and, and if those stores, you know, disappear, the one store disappears for miles at a time, that means a whole community can go without, without food. And so, you know, today was powerful. Um, 
you know, there was, I mean, right out, you know, I, I live in uptown and there was, there was a, a, a giant protest uh, up here today. Um, today also saw uh, a lot of people put a lot of pressure on the mayor and police in order to free political prisoners, people who were protesting yesterday um, in Hyde Park, particularly. Um, and, you know, just thinking about, thinking about hip hop, thinking about rappers. I mean, it's, you know, in that instance specifically it was rappers who were at the center of yeah. the protest and also rappers mm -hmm. at the center of then trying to free some of the political prisoners and also artists who are are you know were locked up um you know damon williams uh being a part of uh, you know who who was locked up malcolm london being a part of who was locked up vic mensa being one of the one of the or you know one of the people who was speaking out and organizing to also get people free and i i think you know, I, th I think one of the things that I wonder where you're at is that on the internet right now, with a lot of the older rappers, there seems to be um, a desire to speak, but also a disconnect, I would say, between mm. younger, what, you know, yeah. what, what is happening with younger communities, and almost yeah. like, it, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but yeah, what, I, I mean, we... Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can tell you is that it's a, it's a generational, it's about access, right? And it's about the um so so for example so i saw this really dope freestyle that ll cool j put out today right and you know and and people people under like like ll cool j is criminally underrated um i, I it's, well, it's not that he's criminally underrated i think just people forget how mighty his pen is like ll cool j is a lyricist and he is an amazing battler and it was essentially like a battle rap a hungry battle rap about this situation and he took it all the way back i mean he's got some line about like you know he was like i've been dealing with this situation i've been seeing the situation with police brutality since i was since i was wearing kangles how much of my pride i gotta swallow god only knows how deep this plan goes i was dealing with this shit as a teeny kangles that was the line for me that was yeah, the line that yeah, line was ill yeah, yeah. Yeah, he and he's you know, and he brought it back to Diallo, he brought it back to Sean Bell. These names, these names, these roll calls, you know, that we in, in hip hop on the records have been there. And so for us, we've seen we've seen LL rise from like a kid on the street to this guy beamed into everyone's home, right? But I think if you're of a different generation, you're like, Oh, this is that corny dude from CSI who plays a cop or whatever, right? So I think and I, and I think the reason they do that is because in this moment, you can be fully yourself because of how, what has changed. Like, you know, in our era, artists, there was, there was just a bit more behind the scene. There was a bit more in front of the camera, behind the camera. So it's like you listen to LL's radio records or his club records, but you know, like, why he's doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just there were, there were just, you were a little bit more limited, you know? And so I think... For, for newer artists, you know, in this post-reality TV era, you know, there is a, there is a fullness of your, like, you're, you can be your full self, like, and that's, there's this thing around your that's identity, beautiful. And around yeah. purity and all of yeah. that, right? And I think, and so when Killer Mike goes on, you know, Killer Mike gave this very impassioned and very eloquent plea. I'm duty bound to be here to simply say that it is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. And we know where Killer Mike's coming from. Killer Mike is very Booker T. Washington. You know, house. he's very much about like black businesses, 
black, you know, he's like, he's like, we, he, you know, for him, the key is self-empowerment, economies, all of that. Sustainability. So, yeah. Yeah. Sustainability. And, and he's speaking from that, you know, he's like work within the system to change the system. And he's speaking from that thing. And then some of the, 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 the pushback was like, oh, but you call yourself Killer Mike and you in a group called Run the Jewels. And, you know, and I think there's this disconnect that got like that's metaphor. That's that's imagination. That's that's um, that's, you know, he's a black man. You know, he's a black man from Atlanta. Like, yeah. don't get it twisted. Like and to me, that's what freedom is. He should have the freedom to be this alternate version of himself and speak metaphorically about running the jewels is really that's about the hustle spirit that's the same thing jay-z talks about it's yeah. about it's about hustling the system killing your masters is about really self-empowerment and so you know so they it, they each they, yeah. they both they each caught flack you know i mean yeah. they, there've been there's been some pushback there's been sure. this is this is part of i think um you know, part of what happens on, on the internet, of course, is like yeah. there's call there's call out culture, and so both Killer Mike and LL especially have been called all, out all sorts of names sure. uh, for for what they said. Um, you know, and and Cube too to 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 that extent, and and I you know I wonder uh, you know I because I mean, they're rich because they're rich like you guys are rich. I think I think it is about like a, a a disconnect. I think that you know in in LL's sense, I thought I mean even to what you said, I think in this moment we could use more Todd Smith and less the performer because I it felt I think for people like a performance and not something that was like yo this is like how but I. But that's what he does. I know, I know, I know. That's but, what he you know, does. Yeah, but that's but then what I he think, does. I, I think people also feel like he also did like accidental racist or something like that. But I, you know, but that's I, different. Accidental yeah. racist was like, uh, here's what I'm saying, man. Like this is a moment where we we have got to have some compassion in this moment, and black people especially need to be very compassionate to other black people in this moment. Like, period. So I'm, I'm like, I, I, I get it. Like, I understand it. But I'm also like, that is a moment where I'm like, okay, youngins, like, chill. Right. And you need to check this man's resume. Because right. A, this guy kicked down doors. And you need to have some respect. And B, like, you don't want it with LL Cool J. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, LL right. Cool J yeah. is ends, that, like. Ends folks' careers. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Like, first of all. And he'll I, be I here and he's been here. Everyone's going to make. Everyone's going to have their own accidental racist moment. By the way, too, like everyone's going to have some cringeworthy thing that they do in their creative career that goes south. You know what I'm saying? Like, like LL Cool J's legacy will not be some shitty song he made with Brad, Brad Paisley. And don't get it twisted; it's terrible. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> but yeah, no, LL knows not, it's no terrible, and he said it was like he knows, like he took yeah. the heat, he took the flag. And he kept it moving. It's just this thing about perfection. It's here's my thing, man. It's it's just it's just very difficult to be black and to do anything. And so people give it like, you know, L is on our side. Right. LL owns has a radio station he started when he didn't need to. So like LL, Killer Mike, these these cats are like Ice Cube, these yeah. these guys kicked down doors and they, they built things. So that's what we need. We need some building some things and some resources because we got to take care of each other. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm just like, I, it's to me, it's not the time. Like that to sort yeah. of just dismiss them and be like, that's why. It's like it's not about that, that yo. Like yeah. people are dying. It's not about that. We care if he, he raps or not. So what? He he could say nothing. Yeah, I think I think to your point is like we need that compassion extended to one another, and and I think I think one of the reasons why we wanted to do have this conversation continuously is to build intergenerational conversations because I think even within hip hop culture, sometimes there is a division between generations in part because we don't do the work of organizing and educating. And, and I think that falls in a lot. I think the fault falls in a lot of places. But I think to the point is that certainly we need we need to build those bridges. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no question. I mean, that is what why we're here, Kevin Cole. And you yeah. know, we, you and I have been for years teaching the young people, working with the young people, love the young people, Think the Polo G record is fantastic, well, but I, but I'm just saying. Well, like, here, here, first here, of all, LL's freestyle is dope too. Like you can't front it's, on it's, that. Like can I can I say it's, it's good. okay. It's the, really the, Kang, good. the Kango it's line dope. is Come bar on, is a bar. It's 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 okay. I think I think it comes off like it, I don't know, man. It almost to me feels like cannabis trying to battle rap a little bit. You know what I mean? Like it just it's I don't it just it fell. Like it, it's in the, some ways, it's the platform. He's he's too large for this tiny screen. That's all it is. Yeah. But he's that's the yeah, same, that's yeah. the mama said knock you out. L. Yeah, right, right. And that and that same energy. You're right. And if he did that, if he did that verse on a stage with a thousand people in the audience, the audience would go wild. Those are good bars, man. Those are yeah. good bars. Those are good. My, here, good. The, my my point is so over over the weekend, I had I had a conversation with uh, a homie's twelve uh, year old son, and. Uh -huh. You know, he was not interested in, and he's he's like deeply affected by what's happening now. You know, he's he's a sure. young brown kid looking at the world, um, and he's you know has a lot of questions, and he's also being politicized by hip hop. And so his dad, because he knows I'm a hip hop head, wanted his son, his 12 year old son, to talk to my old ass, right? Uh -huh. And it wasn't until I mentioned that like. I, I listened and rock with Polo G and G Herbo and, you know, yeah. these other folks that this young man is also being, you know, reared on and politicized by that we were able to then begin some sort of formulation of a conversation. Like his pops was like, yeah, because, you know, he listened to Ice Cube and Public Enemy and his son's like, who? Like, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like I had to. You know, it, we I had to build that bridge, and I think yeah, sometimes sure. I, th I think sometimes what happens is that you know maybe as like older heads, I, and you know this, we talk about this a lot. I think that maybe we aren't doing all the work we can in order to make sure that that bridge and continuum is maintained and built, and it has so much to do with like a severed and problematic education system, and you know a lot of, of things. Of, of yes, course, yes. but I no no no. Of course, I agree with you. But I'm saying that there is also, to flip it, there is a quick dismissal. There is a quick dismissal because hip-hop is so much about what's fresh and what's new. And it's, it's about more than, and there's not a contextualization. So it's like Ice Cube and LL Cool J, those dudes are, come on, like you can't front, that's all I'm saying. It's yeah, like, these are, not, these are not Agreed. like, y'all need to listen to the Funky Bunch plus seven. Like nobody out here... You know, not everything that was old was good. You know what I'm saying? And not everything that's new is good. And then there's some areas that are a little fuzzy and gray, and there is always a bridge. So so I'm with you. This is not like no, I know, Idris I know. is hating on the young people. No, I'm no, just no, saying no, the sort of, I'm saying this quick dismissal 
or, or this sort of clowning of our pioneers who, first of all, like, guys, these guys built the industry that you're eating off of. So, yeah, like, and, and again, black men are dying. And so LL Cool J, if you think about LL Cool J comes out in the 80s, like, these guys lived through the the Rodney King eras and the Diallo era. I mean, these guys were pre-internet fighting for some change and some justice yeah. through their and making art and and dealing with the and dealing with an industry that didn't even appreciate them. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. I'm not no, even talking about, like, who that, cares, right, like, who that, cares right, if you like LL's bars or not? Like, whatever, who cares? Right. It's not about if they're good bars or not, which they are, but he did it. He did yeah. it. He did it, well, and the, it was, and I believe that he did it for. I believe that it was. I don't believe he just did that shit to like get a look. No. Like he's fucking Ella Cool J. He don't need a look. He owns a radio station. No, you're you're right though. The dismissal of people, the just the quick dismissal of people, um, is part of what I think. You're you know part of what I'm hearing is is certainly part of one of the the, the gross things about social media I, I would say yeah um, just and that's and that's the moment we're in man it's like it, it's just it's really sad because it's you know this is such a, I just think a lot about the other version of this moment you know like that could have been like there's a version of us in a pandemic there's a version of the mm -hmm. George Floyd in the Arbery cases that could have happened differently you know, yeah. so so all of this crisis is about our lack of compassion. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's about human beings' lack of compassion and their and their yeah. That's it. You know, and, yeah. and that's what trips me up is I'm like we could have avoided this stuff. Like these this could have gone in some way that actually went somewhere positive, somewhere progressive. So that we we could have had this moment in history where we came together and we were dope and we, you know, we took care of each other and we looked out for each other and, and all that. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah man. You know what I mean? Like that that's that's just what keeps hitting me every day. To to that point I, I wanna I wanna kinda end on on a note about George Floyd. First of all, shout yeah. out to uh, our man Shy Blue Who's uh, in 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 the chat and 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 the stitch and the stitch god and uh, Casper James Janikowiak in, oh, in the building a lot of a lot a lot of a lot of love you know a lot of people we love Casper's son and uh, in like elementary Jimmy school. yes yeah yes. yeah yeah elementary yeah, yeah, yeah. school um, but I want I want to end man there's been some you know I want to I want to you know on the note you're talking about in terms of compassion and just expand uh, you know um, you know the story a little bit you know because you know, George Floyd, of course, was a, was a whole person uh, and from Houston. And for a little while in Houston, you know, we've talked about it, uh, was, was rapping um, a little bit on DJ Screw Tapes and, uh, you know, moved, eventually got, you know, chose not to follow uh, the music industry, was thinking about playing basketball, actually, like in college, yeah. he was a good hooper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there was uh, some some cat from the NBA who, who who grew up with him or whatever. Who, who yeah, Stephen Jackson. Yeah, Steve yeah, yeah, Jackson. Who acknowledged him. Yeah. Um, and, and but you know, and then he he moved he moved to Minnesota in order to kind of get a fresh start. You know, mm. and and mm. drove mm. trucks, and then was uh, you know was was working security at a club that closed during the pandemic, and so was out looking for other work. 
And, you know, this is one of the reasons why he was, I think, on the street that day. And so, mm-hmm. you know, that, you know, that, you know, these are, you know, and he was, he was a father and, and a husband and a brother and a friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are, these are people's lives that are being taken, um, you know, with, with, without, dis, you know, with, well, with, you know, great discrimination in, in the sense that it is consistent, the target of police terror. And, uh, you know, these, these are full people, you know, who, who come from and support and, you know, give life to a community. And now yeah, they man. are not here. And now they are yeah. not here. That's right, man. That's right. You know. And that's, 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 that's the sobering thing, man. That, that is the thing for us to remember, especially because we're, we're receiving all of it here on these screens, is like we can't get we can't just forget about the humanity, man, and, and, and the compassion piece of it. And um, it's hard to think about, even to think about police, you know, police men and women, you know, as well as like, there's somebody on the other side of that. And we gotta, we gotta get into some coalition building, man. We gotta have those tough conversations. We gotta, we gotta really hold each other accountable regularly. And it, it can't just be, man, I'm sick of this. Like, like I, you know, a lot of my white, you know, homies are reaching out and all this, and I appreciate it. But what I appreciate more is the people who reach out to me when when there are no when there's nothing in the headlines. You know, who reach out to me in those moments where I know I'm probably being annoying. You know, and I'm being the angry black man in the room, like, and I'm being insistent about something. It's those people that I really appreciate. You know, it's not it's it's you know it's not I appreciate it right now, but like in six months I want to hear from you. You know, what are you yeah. doing? What are you going to do in six months? What are we going to build now that's going to make it harder for something like this to happen again? You know? Yeah. Well, so, and that's, that's a good note for white people generally is like we can't just show up when we are incensed. We have to show up every day because yeah. every day the country, you know, engages in every day. A, a, yeah. Every, you know, in, in this kind of terrorism against against black people, against communities of color. And so it's I mean, it really is like it's on us all, but it's it's certainly on on white people, too. If you are angry now, where have you been? Um, and also do not allow this anger to leave you because this is the reality and it has been the reality since the inception of the country. So let's go. Big facts. You know? Yeah, big yeah. facts. I always say when people say, ah, I'm done talking about race, I'm done dealing with this stuff. I'm like, it's not done with you though. So right. <laughs> sorry, right. Candace Owens, it ain't done with your black ass. All right, <laughs> say one new school, part one. This is the series, y'all. It's just hip hop and the protests. This is just what we are doing. Uh, yeah. until until it's time for us to not do it thank you Vocalo at Vocalo Check Force on SoundCloud we'll see you next Monday stay safe out there y'all peace yeah peace <laughs>